The safe system is your path out of anxiety. For a preview, go to quietbegins.com and start your path to freedom and ease today. Life presents the toughest challenges. Every day you are faced with decisions that test your ability to express who you really want to be in this world. We're told to keep saying affirmations and keep thinking positively, but what do you do when that stuff doesn't work? Welcome to the Overwhelmed Brain, where you'll learn to make decisions that are right for you so that you can create the life you want now. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Paul Coliani, and I'm here to help you increase your emotional intelligence so that you can avoid dysfunction, handle toxic situations with grace and ease, and show up as your authentic self. Everything I talk about on this show is my personal opinion and is meant for informational and educational purposes only. Always consult a medical or psychological professional before making any changes that could affect your physical or mental health. All right, I want to welcome you to the show, and today's topic is about... Uh, challenges that we face on a day-to-day basis. And some of those challenges might be so overwhelming or powerful that uh, we have trouble stepping into the role that we need to play in order to get through that challenge. And so um, I'm doing something a little different today. I'm actually recording a video while I do this and I'm not used to it. So I'm probably not going to, for the people that are watching this now, I'm probably not going to look into the camera that much. If I do, I think I'm going to lose my train of thought because I'm normally used to just looking around and being in my own space with no one watching. And so this is a challenge for me. This is something that I need to look at in myself and get past. And you might think, well, you've been doing this for years you know, what's the problem? This should be easy for you because you're used to speaking and stuff. It's not the same layout. It's not the same structure. And I'm not used to this structure. And the reason I'm talking about it is because it's not that I'm nervous about doing it this way, but I know myself well enough to know that uh, I'm going to mess up. (laughs) I'm going to do something a little strange or I might have a, a coughing fit and now it's on video and I, I can edit it from the audio. But if I do that, then uh, it's not the challenge doesn't um, I don't win the challenge. It's not the right word, but I don't I don't make the challenge worth uh, playing the game for. So what I mean by that is the challenge is me getting through the episode without worrying that I'm on video And without pausing to know that I can edit that audio out later. So the video forces me to be on. And that's something that I think everyone should consider when it comes to challenging yourself. And this reminds me of something that I've thought of. Let's just say that you want to exercise. And that's a challenge for you because it's hard to exercise. Uh, But if you force yourself to exercise... You know, you get up early in the morning or whenever you want to do this and then you do your push-ups, or you go to the gym and you do it there. Uh, it's pretty easy to tell yourself not to do it today. You can wake up and go, you know what? I'm not going to do it today. I'm going to take the day off. I, I deserve this. I've earned this or whatever your thoughts are, whatever your inner dialogue is. And then you decide that um, maybe you're not going to go again. (laughs) You're just going to stop going. And suddenly the challenge you have removed from your life. You've taken that challenge out of your life and you don't have to worry about it anymore. And so was it really ever a challenge? Was it really ever something that forced you to improve yourself? So you might say, yes, I had the self-discipline and I did a few days or I did a few weeks or a few months of the gym or whatever challenge it was. And um, I did a lot of that, but then I stopped. So I guess I met the challenge. I guess I, quote, beat it. However, just like I'm doing now, the challenge I'm facing is that I really can't stop. I really can't stop recording. I'm on video and I'm trying to do my best to have an uninterrupted podcast episode. And um I've talked about this before, but you can edit audio easily. And if I screw up, if I cough, if I hiccup, 
uh, burp, you know, I'm going to have an easy way to edit that out. On video, though, you can see the slices and splices and you can tell where the transitions are. And so that's the challenge for me is to get through this, even though I might stop and not know what to say next, which does happen. I mean, if you're watching me right now, you can tell I'm not looking at a screen and reading a script. I'm doing this uh, free brain. <laughs> I'm doing this free hand with my brain where I just speak stream of conscious. And I do this with every episode. I didn't do that in the beginning, uh, but I do this with every episode. Again, this is forcing me, you know, the camera is forcing me to do this in a different way. Um, I can't necessarily stop and think for like 20 seconds <laughs> because sometimes I do that in the audio only. Anyway, the reason I'm telling you all of this is because the gym example, for, for example, when you go to the gym and you're doing it every day or you're exercising every day and then every other day and then you stop, it's different when you have control of the challenge. It's different when you can say, okay, well, I can just stop this anytime. And when that happens, is it really a challenge? So the reason I'm telling you this is because sometimes the challenges that we put in front of us aren't necessarily really challenging. They are an obstacle. They, they might be something you have to overcome and they might have challenges in their own way. But I like to fully explore a challenge to get every aspect of it almost to the point where I don't have any option but to do it. And a good example of that is exercise where let's just say I said, you know what, I'm, we're going to go climb this really large hill or mountain. And when we get to the top, we have to probably tent overnight and then we're going to climb back down. Now, this outline of this adventure that I'm taking us on is a challenge that once you get there, once you start the climb, you're pretty much in it. You're pretty much going to have to continue the climb because other people will be there. You'll feel a little bit of pressure, you know, to continue instead of going, oh, I just want to turn around and go home. That option isn't necessarily available. I mean, it could be available. You could turn around, but then you feel a little funny because you're quitting. And, you know, there's these challenges that we can put before us that don't really have an option to get out of the challenge. And that is you know, what I'm doing now. I don't have the option to stop right now, or at least I'm forcing that option upon me or that lack of option upon me to stop recording. So I'm going to move forward. And this is part of a challenge. You continue moving forward because there's no way back. You, you put yourself in this position and you just do it. You just have to do it. And so climbing that mountain together with you and me and our friends or people that we just met, we're climbing and climbing and it's, it hurts. Our feet hurt and our legs hurt. You know, eventually we're going to be tired. We're going to be worn out. You know, some of us, I would definitely be worn out. And we reach the top, the summit, the peak, the beautiful view. And there we are and we made it. And this challenge brought a sense of accomplishment and it feels good. And there's our reward out there looking at the fields or the lakes or the sky. We're just enjoying the moment past this challenge. And this feels good. So now we can either set up camp or we can go back down. But, you know, it's kind of late. We spent a good portion of the day climbing. So we're going to set up our tents. And then in the morning, we'll eat some breakfast. Then we'll start on the way down. This whole scenario paints a picture of a challenge that you really can't pull out of. You can't tell everyone that I don't want to climb down. You have no choice. <laughs> you have to climb down if you want to get down. Unless you want to, you know, I'll try to say this easily, play a victim. Unless you want to play the victim, then you say, ah, oh, it's so tiring. I, I don't want to climb down. Will somebody carry me? Now, I'm not trying to make it sound like anyone who hurt themselves. And now if they climbed down, it would exacerbate the pain and exacerbate the injury. That's different. I'm talking about the, the mental and emotional 
stuff that you go through when the challenge comes and you have an opportunity to uh, say yes or no. And if you take away the opportunity to say, no, I won't do this, then you find the mental strength. You pull it out. You pull out that emotional strength that you may not have known was in there. And when you put that kind of challenge in front of you or you take that kind of challenge, it is self-accountability along with other accountability. You know, people might say, oh, come on, you can do this, you can do this. But self-accountability is more powerful. It can be more powerful. It doesn't mean it's more effective, but it's very powerful. The effective is the external accountability. When you have accountability partners and they say, hey, come on, you can do this. We're going to help you through this. That's great. Now you have these people that are rooting for you. They're on your side. But self-accountability, where you give yourself hell if you don't do it, or you put yourself down, not that I'm promoting this, but being able to be accountable for yourself. Uh, you don't beat yourself up, but you might. You know, I, I hope you don't beat yourself up, but if you do, this actually might be motivation <laughs> to you know, finish the challenge, to get down the mountain, to get back. And there's a reward with that too, because the first part of the challenge is getting to the top. And the second part of the challenge is getting back down. And they both have their rewards. So I bring this up because what are the, I want to ask you, what are the challenges in your life that if you put them in front of you and decided that there was no way out or set it up in a way where there was no way out and you had to push through it, what can you think of that you can do for you that would give you the experience that you need to eradicate any fears or concerns or worry about uh, the things going on in your life right now. And a good example of that is, let's just say that you're in a relationship that is unhealthy or toxic and you want to get out of it, but you're so afraid to take that step. And, uh, you know, this applies to those people that are thinking about leaving. Uh, I don't necessarily promote divorce and breaking up unless it's absolutely necessary and there's so much toxicity you can't be around it you know of course you try to work through things and you you talk to counselors and things like that but i'm talking about let's just say that you really need to leave this relationship but you're too afraid this abyss that you step into is just a, too much of an unknown and you're afraid of the unknown imagine if you had no choice to accomplish that challenge you can do it. You can absolutely accomplish the challenge. It's a matter of taking the first step and then the next and then getting so far in that it's almost impossible to turn back. Like you've accomplished enough in this challenge, all of these steps that you took, that it's almost impossible to reverse this. Now you have forward momentum. So in order to get through a challenge, you have to eliminate the thoughts that come up of, oh my God, I, I can't do that. That sounds overwhelming. That sounds scary. All these thoughts come up and prevent us from taking the first step. And those thoughts will include things like, well, I don't know what's on the other side, so I can't even start that process. It's too scary, so I can't even start that process. Or the biggest lie that we tell ourselves, um, I already know what's going to happen, so I won't do it. And that is just predicting a future. And unless you're an expert at that, unless you're uh, the master psychic, I don't think anyone can do that. You can't say, I already know what's going to happen. You might have a good idea and you might be right about components of it. Even if you're 100% right, it doesn't mean that you still can't get through the challenge. Like the future that you predicted happens. So-and-so yells at me, so-and-so hates me, so-and-so fires me. It doesn't mean you can't get through that challenge either. It can happen. It may happen. Let's just say it will happen. There's another challenge. And what a way to put yourself in a position where you have to get through it no matter what. But I know what happens. We, get, we become afraid. We get scared. We don't want to face that challenge. We don't want to go in that direction because... 
of whatever consequence we think is going to happen and our fear of the consequences kicking in. And we decide to just not take the first step at all because of all the steps after that and uh, the path, how it will unfold for us. We don't like it, so we're not going to do it. And we talk ourselves out of challenges. So I want you to remember not to talk yourself out of challenges when you know internally that taking that challenge will be the way through the fears that you're holding on to. Taking the challenge will be the forward momentum that you need to continue to the next step. And taking the challenge helps you reach a new level inside you that creates a new understanding of what you're capable of doing. It creates new possibilities inside of you. Just like now, I said at the beginning of this recording that I probably wouldn't be looking at the camera because I'm always looking away, but now I find myself looking at the camera, looking at you, and uh, I'm having no problem doing that. So I've already faced a challenge that I had trouble facing before. And it's only been 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah, it's only been 20 minutes. And I, I would not have done this before. I, I mean, well, I would have done it because I just did it. But I mean, thinking about it in the past, it brought me some trepidation. And I didn't like that I had this trepidation. I didn't like the idea that I couldn't edit. There are even moments during this recording that I can think back and I hear myself uh, stuttering a little bit and trying to get the words out and trying to think of the right words. But I think it's all acceptable. And when you're going through a challenge and you stutter and, you know, not there's nothing wrong with stuttering. I'm not putting that down. But the idea of trying to do the right thing, trying to say the right thing, trying to think the right thing, all of those are going to happen while you're going through the challenge because it wouldn't be a challenge otherwise. It wouldn't be something that you need to overcome or you need to get through if you already knew how to do it. It's hard to tell a car mechanic to fix that engine when he already knows how to fix the engine, but you're telling him, well, if you fix the engine, it'll be a huge challenge for you, but he already knows how to do it or she. They they already know how to do it, so it's not a big challenge. But if you brought a jet engine in, now there's some pieces and components that they may not be familiar with and different types of fuel And so the car mechanic may not know how to work in the jet engine, but I hand that jet engine to him or her and suddenly they have a challenge. And I say, you have to fit, you have to fix this. You have to finish this. This reminds me of a story. Actually, when I was in tech, I worked in technology. I would go to these different banks and uh, banks inside supermarkets, especially, and I would replace their computers. It was a big job I was on. And, um, I showed up at the supermarket with the bank inside. And, um, I asked the manager, where is the, the computers? And I mean, where's the phone board with all the wires? So all the wires that come in from the street have to end up somewhere inside the building. And, um, the person didn't know. And I searched that place left and right. I spent a couple hours just looking and looking and looking and nobody knew nobody can guide me. So I finally called my boss. And I'm like, look, I, I can't find this phone board. There's, there's nobody knows where it is. I can't find it. And I said, um, what do you want me to do? And he gave me the, the command. You have to find it. And I said, but what if I can't, <laughs> that's a, a valid question. And he says, and I'm waiting for it. You have to. <laughs> so what do you do with that? Now that's a challenge. There's no way out. Of course I could have said, well, I can't see you later. And then I could disappoint my boss and I don't have the data I need. And I could have done all that, but boy, that extra push really got me thinking outside the box. And I needed that. I needed to, to, for someone to push me outside the box that I was in. Oh, it's not in the normal places. Uh, Oh, I've asked the right people and they don't know. And so I had these, you know, prepared questions and I knew what to do normally on normal sites, but this site was different. And so my boss was like, you have to. And that was pretty much the last thing he said to me that day. And I, and I got off the phone and I thought, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And so there were some thoughts that came to my mind on what else I could try and where else I could go and what else I could do, who else I could talk to. 
And I decided something that I never would have decided before is to go back to the first person I talked to, which was the manager of the store and ask him the same question, but in a different way. Like, are you sure there's nothing else like no other room or no other wall with wires coming in? I just asked it a little different than I asked it before. So I walked into his office and this is kind of hilarious. I walk into his office and I said, you know, the, what I just said, uh, you know, you sure there's no place where there's plastic blocks on the wall and all these wires coming to it. And he looks up at me, he's at his desk and he says, well, um, you know, there is this thing. <laughs> and literally he moved his chair, he pivots his chair and he opens the wall next to him. And it's the exact thing I'm looking for. All the wires, all the boards. He just didn't know what it was called and he didn't know what it was. But I saw it and I was like, yes, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and suddenly I met the challenge. And I would not have thought of this to go back and ask him the question in a different way, to explain it in a different way, had I not been pushed into that challenge of you got to find it. There's, there's no choice. And so I found it. And I believe, and you know, from that point on, I believe that when you put yourself in a position where it feels like there's no way out and you can't meet the challenge before you, you always find a way. And even if it doesn't go your way, you always find a way through it. So even if you don't, quote, beat the challenge, even if you don't get the results that you want, you still make it through it. And unless you're, I hate to say this, killed during the process, you're probably going to make it through it. And so there's a 99.9% .9 chance you'll make it through whatever challenge you think is too hard to accomplish. And that 0.01% chance or 0.1% chance that you may not, why wouldn't you go for the greater, um, I can't even think of the word, greater um, odds? <laughs> you'd, have, you'd have better odds going toward the challenge than not because, and you get the results that you're looking for. So um, that's my whole point here is that as you run into the challenges in your life, the difficulties that come up for you, uh, you are able to say no to those challenges and stay where you are and continue with the fears and the concerns and the worries that you have. Or you can say yes to that challenge and put yourself in a position that may not be comfortable, may be scary, and you may not have a plan. You may not know the way out. And, you know, this is what I did when I first created this podcast. I didn't really have a plan. I was just going to come on the air and talk. And it was an entirely different show back in 2013. In 2019, here I am in front of a camera and I'm not using any notes and I'm just talking free brain. <laughs> and uh, I put that out there. And so I, I hope that you can think of some challenges that you're having in your life and put yourself in a position where perhaps it's a lot harder to get out of the challenge. Because if it is, then you might be able to finish with more resources and more results than you ever thought you could have. That's what I want to leave you with this segment. And uh, thanks for joining me. We'll be right back after this. recording again and I need to make sure that I'm recording in my audio software which I am so what's interesting is sometimes when you're going through the challenge whatever challenge you're facing is that you aren't fully prepared happens a lot and um, I have two places to record the video on this screen over here and the audio on this screen over here and when I was done I didn't record the audio Fortunately, the video also records the audio, so I was able to extract the audio and put it in the software. You don't care about this, but I'm sharing that because we're not always going to get the results that we expect, and we're not always going to have the resources that we need, and we're not always going to think of everything ahead of time, like planning 20 moves ahead. So when that happens, 
what do you do? You, you improvise and you try to find another way. And sometimes you'll fail. Sometimes you'll do hours and hours of something and won't get the results that you wanted. But I guarantee you that lesson sticks with you. I guarantee you the next time I do this, I'm going to make sure that both pieces of software are recording. So anyway, this is where I uh, talk about the ad. And the sponsored spot today is the safe system. So um, I usually script this part. Uh, not always, but um, I usually have, at least for my own products, I usually have some sort of script that I follow. And today I don't. So I'm going to talk about the safe system just for a couple minutes and um, relay the information to you so that you have the information that you need to make a decision whether you want it or need it or want to invest in it or what. I present this to you as raw, <laughs> unedited, and hopefully valuable because the safe system's all about anxiety. And I was receiving a lot of emails or messages regarding anxiety, especially social anxiety. And I started to create an audio program for uh, social anxiety. And it really evolved into something bigger and better than I could ever imagine. And that product turned into the safe system for social anxiety, but it evolved into just all over anxiety, like generalized anxiety, anxiety in every moment. In fact, I just recorded another what I call emergency pod for the safe system. And this is what you play when the anxiety is starting. So if you're out and about and you're starting to feel anxiety, you play this either on your phone or whatever MP3 player and I walk you through something or one of the speakers in the system walks you through something. Most of it's me, but I do have some other experts out there on anxiety and they walk you through stuff as well and some really effective exercises, really effective techniques. Um, so I created the safe system in order to help people get through that challenge of anxiety. Everyone hates anxiety. Nobody wants to deal with it. Nobody wants to live with it and you shouldn't have to. So this is kind of where the end of the ad comes in. You shouldn't have to live with anxiety. You should be able to get through it and come out on the other side with what I call freedom and ease. And that's where the, the word safe comes from. Social anxiety, freedom and ease. Again, it's more than just social anxiety. You can have anxiety in social situations, yes, but you can also have anxiety, you know, walking along the street by yourself. You can have anxiety driving. You can have anxiety doing a lot of things. And so this is what the various MP3s, the audio files that come with the safe system help you through. It's like a master class plus learning pods plus emergency pods. And there's a lot of information on, on everything I just said over at quietbegins.com. So check it out. Go to quietbegins.com. Check out the safe empowerment system for social anxiety and see if you resonate with this. See if it's something for you. Quietbegins.com. Now, this is the part of the show where I either do another segment or I start saying my goodbyes and my thank yous and my outro. And uh, sometimes I do the next segment because it kind of ties things up from the first segment. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes the first segment is enough. Uh, I spoke for almost a half an hour, I think, on the first segment. Uh, and we talked about challenges. And, you know, things come to mind when I'm talking about stuff that help me remember the challenges that I went through. And I want you to remember a challenge that you went through that gave you clarity after you went through it. And if not clarity, gave you new tools, new resources. Like the, one of the challenges that I went through, if you've been listening to the show a while, you heard me talk about the time I broke down in the desert. I was in Flagstaff, Arizona, and I was driving a 99 uh, Chrysler Concorde. And I love that car. That, that Concorde was so comfortable and luxurious and up to me at the time. And I was driving through the desert. I was about a thousand miles from home. I, I was driving home to Texas when I lived in Texas. And my car just started making a noise and started losing acceleration. And I was scared. <laughs> I was like, oh no, this car can't break down 
This is my only way home. We had just moved to Texas. I had a bunch of stuff in my car, like a bunch of stuff like tools and clothes and everything from moving. All this stuff that I was carrying, my mom's homemade stained glass uh, lamp. It was like a a lampshade, I think. And my car is about to break down and all these thoughts went through my head. I'm going to lose all my stuff. I can't leave my car here. And so I pulled into a gas station, got some gas, and uh, I started it back up and um, it seemed okay. I was like, great, you know, uh, the universe is telling me that I need to go to a garage and get my car checked out, but I'll make it home. That was my thought. And so that didn't last long because a minute later, my car started making noise and bucking and I had to get off the road and go find uh, a garage and I finally pulled into this garage. It wasn't a gas station. It was just a mechanic. So it was a great place to pull in. However, I, you know, I got out of my car and I found the mechanic inside and I said, Hey, you know, my car's doing this. Can you look at it? And he said, yes, I can on Tuesday. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't have any money at that time. I was very, I mean, we just moved. I didn't have any cash. And I think all I had was a mobile credit card, some gas credit card. And I decided to, oh no, what did I do? Um, I said, oh, Tuesday, I mean, can you look at it now? I mean, I can't, I can't go anywhere. I can't find a hotel. And I don't even think I can drive this anywhere. And he goes, sorry, Tuesday. And I said, well, so I'm thinking, can I sleep in my car for, I think it was Friday then. Can I sleep in my car? Oh, no, it was Sunday. Can I sleep in my car for two days? I thought about this. Can I sleep in my car for two days? <laughs> and am I gonna, where am I going to find food? So that thought, came and went. And I was like, okay, let's just say that I did wait till Tuesday. How much is it going to cost me? And he goes, well, it sounds you know pretty bad. So just to take the engine apart, it's going to cost about 600 bucks. I was like 600 bucks. Oh my God. So I'm already over my budget way over. I can't afford any of this. I don't, I don't think I could afford anything then, but um, I decided, okay, well, what happens if you can't fix it? He goes, well, it's 600 bucks no matter what, just to take it apart. Not even looking at it, not even putting it back together. So my anxiety is building and I'm worried and I'm so, it just felt like I was getting a panic attack is what was happening. My um, pulse was raising, my heartbeat was going faster. And uh, I called my, when I was married, I called my wife. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. I, you know, and I'm freaking out pretty much. And the panic is hitting me and it feels like, I know, sweating. It feels like I'm going to die. And um, finally, uh, after a while, she's like, oh, no, just, you know, get a bus ticket. We'll get you a bus ticket home. And I was like, no, we can't. I can't do that because I can't leave all my stuff. So I'm going to shorten this story. But it ended up where this tow truck driver came and he said, uh, oh, what's going on with your car? And I told him and he goes, oh, that sounds awful. And I was like, oh, no, what are you going to do? I don't know what to do. And um, I had this thought that I wouldn't have had had I not had this challenge. And the thought was, I mean, this still gets me. This is what I'm talking about, how it changes your life. If I wasn't in this challenge, my life wouldn't have changed. The thought was, what would happen? And I'm saying this to myself. What would happen if I sold my car and everything in it right now to this tow truck driver or whoever I could? What would happen if I could do that? That would give me enough cash to get home. And I wouldn't have to worry about my stuff because I just sold it. And it wouldn't be like I'm, I don't know, sacrificing it all. I don't know. But I had this thought. What would happen if I sold it? And uh, that was crazy because I had just been having a panic attack about losing all my stuff, losing my car and about $3,000 worth of stuff in it, inside of it. And I had this thought that would not have occurred had I not been in this challenge. And so I asked the tow truck driver that came by and I said, would you buy this car and all the stuff in it for 200 bucks? And he goes, hmm, because <laughs> he liked the stereo equipment. He liked the car. He could thinks he probably could fix it. Who knows? And he goes, okay. And suddenly, I felt this weight lift off my shoulders. I felt a freedom that I hadn't felt, at least in that moment and probably ever, that I was liberating myself 
I was liberating myself from a huge problem. I was liberating myself from a huge challenge, a huge miserable event. And the misery was lifting. It was going away. And I went from panic attack, full-blown practically. I'm not sure what a full-blown feels like. I might be in a coma. (laughs) But I went from full-blown panic attack to the most peaceful I'd ever felt in my life. I mean, literally, I've ever felt in my life. I've never felt more peaceful except when I had food poisoning once and then (laughs) felt like I was going to die anyway. So that felt peaceful too. Another story. But this peace came over me. And I called my wife and I said, guess what? I have money to get a bus ticket home. I sold my car and everything in it for 200 bucks. And she goes, you sound so calm. I was like, I am. And I feel pretty good. And I I feel great, actually. She goes, what happened? I said, I don't know what happened. Letting go of all that stuff, that letting go process, I never would have considered letting go. I would never consider minimizing my life. That's when my life started minimizing after that moment. But I never would have considered that had I not been in that challenge. It wasn't a challenge that I put myself into. However, there's a spiritual aspect of this that I didn't share in this episode, but I've shared in other episodes. Before I broke down, I was in a class training for NLP and hypnosis. And uh, before I broke down, days before, um, I talked to this guy who said uh, he was very spiritual, very connected. And I looked at him and I said, wow, I wish I could be like you. I wish I could be so connected to spirit or God or whatever you're connected to. And I said, how do you do that? I asked him, what, what's the process? What, what can I do? Because I'm so analytical. I'm so skeptical. And he said, well, you can't do anything. You have to have a mystical experience. I was like, a mystical experience? Uh, what do you mean? He goes, you just have to have it. It has to happen to you. And so that night, I went back to my hotel room. And I said, whoever's listening out there, I want a mystical experience. I'm ready for it. A couple days later, I broke down in the desert a thousand miles from home and had the most intense, I would call mystical experience of my life. And that changed my life. After uh, I sold the car and my possessions to that guy, he drove me to the bus station and I even paid him 20 bucks to drive me to the bus station. And, uh, I bought my bus ticket home and all I had was like uh, one bag. I had to give up even my mom's personal things that she gave to me as a gift. I gave it up and I got on a bus and I spent the next 24 hours on this bus going home. It was crazy. Even on the bus, there was a native American Indian singing in the back of the bus. And it even it, it like, it chokes me up with some tears right now thinking about how magical and mystical that was. And I'm again, this skeptical analytical guy having this experience because I asked for it. And it was the most spiritual experience I'd ever had. And it changed my life. And, um, the whole drive home, it was a long drive, but a whole drive home, I felt good within. And when I got home and my wife picked me up, she's like, what happened? (laughs) Why aren't you worried? Aren't you freaking out about losing all your stuff? And I said, no, I feel better than I've ever felt, ever. And, And she couldn't understand it. She didn't go through that experience, but I did. But she was happy to have me home. And again, from that day forward, my life changed. I was able to get rid of stuff that I held on to. I was able to let go of possessions easily. I was able to minimize my life to the point where all I had was some things that would fit in the back of my pickup truck. And from that point forward, I've been able to let go of a lot of other things just because I wanted the challenge. I wanted to be in that situation. I didn't know I wanted it. And sometimes that happens with challenges. You don't know you want the challenge that you're in or that might be coming to you. But if you're ready for a change, if you're ready to evolve inside of you in some way, in ways that you may not know how that is, 
Like you may not know you need to evolve or want to evolve, but there's some inner drive pushing you in that direction. I wouldn't say don't be afraid to ask for the challenge. <laughs> there might be some fear in there uh, because you might get it, uh, but don't be afraid for the growth that comes from it. My life has been so different from that day and um, I feel very good inside knowing that I don't have to hold on to things and people and anything in my life so tight that I'm always stressed and always worried. I can let go and letting go, it sets you free. It set me free. And this does work in, you know, not only with material possessions, but uh, with people as well. Because somebody comes into your life, and this, this is my MO for a long time. Somebody comes into my life, I want to hold them and be with them forever. That was my MO, my modus operandi for a long time. And that, it was very clingy. It was very possessive. It was very, I guess, selfish. And I drove off the women in my life because I wanted to be with them all the time and have them in my life and letting them go would be the worst thing ever. And I was dependent on their existence in my life for my happiness. And when you do that to someone else, it can drive a wedge. It can be a problem in the relationship that, you, that you're in. And after I went through this experience of letting go, I realized that not holding on so tight and allowing things to be and allowing people to have their own thoughts and ideas uh, and own their own values and their own opinions about everything and letting that be and not trying to control them has been liberating. I used to be judgmental and controlling and you name it. And to let all of that go, it's a liberating feeling. And that's what I want for you. If you find yourself holding on to something so tight because you want it to be in your life, because you want it to be a certain way, because you think that happiness, uh, it, it absolutely needs to be there in order to be happy. If you think that all of this is for your comfort and for your happiness, every person and everything in the world is for you, then you stress yourself out. You give yourself anxiety. You hold on to things that don't need to be held on to. But if you're willing to release and set them free, if you love something, set them free. If you do that, then what ends up happening is that the people in even things, it's going to sound weird, that want to be in your life, the people that want to be in your life will stay and become even closer because you don't have a hold on them. And people feel so much better when you don't have a hold on them. And the things, again, it's going to sound weird, those things want to stay in your life. And what's nice about that is you have this thing in your life and you really cherish it or you really like it, you enjoy it, you enjoy looking at it, you enjoy using it maybe. And then someone comes along and says, wow, I really like this thing in your life. Well, they wouldn't say that, but I really like that thing. That's really cool. I could use one of those. And then you go, wow, that's a, that's really cool that you like that too. Here. And you hand it to them and they say, no, 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 I, I, I couldn't possibly take yours. And then you say, yes, but it makes you feel good. And it makes me feel good to see you feel good. And I'm not uh, attached to this. I've let go of my attachments here. You can take it. I'm not saying I do that with everything in my life. I have second thoughts like uh, somebody really liked my jacket once and I thought, wow, I just, just give him my jacket. I decided, no, <laughs> I like this jacket too. And I really want this jacket. So I decided to keep it, but it's freeing to think that I could have given it. It's freeing to have that option instead of having some sort of lack mentality that I must hold on to things so tight. And if I don't have it, I'm in lack or I'm not loved, or I'm not worthy, or whatever. I, I, I don't need all of these things or people in my life to make me feel important or significant. 
it's nice. And I'd rather be in relationships than not. I'd rather not be alone traveling the world by myself, not making friends, not being with other people. I'm not saying I travel the world, but you know what I mean? Going through life with um, other people is so much nicer. And going through life, having the things I need is so much nicer. But to be able to let it go as well, that's where the freedom comes in. That's where the liberation takes place. And that's what I want for you. So I appreciate you joining me today and helping me with this little experiment of video and audio at the same time. And I I hope what I talked about today really has value for you. And I appreciate you giving me the space to uh, do this stream of consciousness with you. And um, maybe I'll do it again. Maybe this is what's going to help me refine my process going through this challenge of no editing. And maybe I find that I'm rambling (laughs) like right now. So uh, stick around. I'm going to say some goodbyes and my thank yous right after this. And we'll be right back after a moment. All right, this is the outro of the show. This is where I say my thank yous and I talk about the sponsor for a second. Then I uh, you know, have some last minute thoughts and opinions that I share with you. And um, I'm just going to go right into it. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Overwhelmed Brain. I want to remind you to head over to quietbegins.com if you want to tackle your anxiety. Or you can do it the way I did it, which was a breakdown in the desert a thousand miles from home and have some liberating uh, event happen, <laughs> some mystical event that changes your life forever. That's fun too. <laughs> Not really, but it uh, it does change your life. And so what I'm doing over here is trying to make tools to help you change your life in not so uh, crazy ways that I might have experienced or other people yourself maybe even experienced Uh quietbegins.com is where you can get the safe empowerment system and hopefully tackle your anxiety so it doesn't get to that point. It'd be nice to work on this thing, on these things in our life uh, systematically, sequentially, you know, step by step, instead of having something explode in your face. I think we can all sort of agree on that. But when it does explode in your face, there's the challenge and you know you'll get through it. But check it out anyway, quietbegins.com, because sometimes you... It's not always fun to go through those challenges. Uh, The next thing I want to talk about is the patron members. Thank you, patron members, for supporting the show over at patron.theoverwhelmedbrain.com. There's a new website coming, a new design, a new way to find things. So if you're a patron member now, not only will will you see this video that I'm creating, uh, but you'll also see all the private episodes that I've created in the past, all the other videos that I've created, all the workbooks that I'm giving away in there. And you even get discounts on uh, some of the products that I, that I have. So uh, including safe system. So if you're a patron member, you do get a discount on uh, the things that I create. So check it out. Patron.theoverwhelmedbrain.com. Thank you. Existing patron members. You are important. I am very grateful for you. And this is how we keep the show going. So thanks again. And um, checking my notes over here, uh, Love and Abuse. I have another podcast called Love and Abuse over at loveandabuse.com. I just created an episode that I also did video on. If you're not following me on Instagram, I am on Instagram. I have the overwhelmed brain as a handle and Love and Abuse. I think it's called Love and Abuse Podcast is my handle. It might just be Love and Abuse, but you'll find me. And um, I'm putting... Every now and then I'll put a video a video up of me doing something like this or just a short segment of me talking. And you probably won't see this video. You might see a segment of it on the Instagram feed, but um, I will have it in the patron site. Uh, so you'll get this behind the scenes stuff. Uh, but anyone listening right now, I'm sorry that if you can't see the video, video or if you're not part of the patron site, but check out my Instagram. You'll get a taste of what else I'm recording and uh, follow me. So... Uh, I'm just starting to get active on Instagram. It's not something I ever did before, uh, but I'm I'm kind of compelled to do that there. It's a good 
platform for me to do it. And uh, I get a lot, you know, you can interact and have comments and stuff like that too. So that's pretty cool. So again, The Overwhelmed Brain and Love and Abuse are both over there. And if you haven't heard the latest episode of Love and Abuse, I did do the video on Instagram as well of me recording that episode. And um, I think it's a, a, a cool episode. Cool is not the right word, but uh, it's a good episode as far as analyzing what makes up the components of an emotionally abusive relationship. And sometimes people write to me and go, well, I can't afford your mean workbook. And I don't know uh, if I'm in an emotionally abusive relationship or not. And I need to know. And so I totally get it. I know that sometimes you're in a situation where you're not in control of the finances. Somebody else is controlling you with money or you don't have money. I totally get it. I sympathize and I empathize. And this is why I continue making the Love and Abuse podcast for free. You know, not that I'm ever thinking about charging for the podcast, but I want you to know there are resources that are available for free so that you can continue helping yourself through this stuff. The workbook is the 200 point assessment. You can do it alone. You can do it as a couple and you can figure out if you're in an emotionally abusive situation. And it also pinpoints the exact behaviors specific to your relationship. But don't think that you have to buy the workbook in order to get to the next step in your relationship's evolution keep listening to the show and in today's not today's but the last episode of love and abuse as of this recording i read an email from someone who uh, highlights each component of emotionally abusive behavior that she went through and as i'm reading the email i interrupt myself and i say oh this is clearly minimizing oh this is clearly what's happening here it might be very helpful even if you're not i mean a lot of people ask me uh they or they tell me I'm not in an emotionally abusive relationship. I never, I never thought that show was for me. Just consider if you have any difficulties in your relationship at all, then listen to Love and Abuse. And again, the latest episode helps you identify the specific behaviors that might be difficulties for you as well. So check it out over at loveandabuse.com and on my Instagram feed, Love and Abuse. Uh, let me check. Is that Love and Abuse podcast? I forget which one I made. Let's put it up here. This is real time. Yes, it's called Love and Abuse Podcast. I think somebody else had Love and Abuse. All right. And the last thing, I'd like to thank Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for some of the music transitions in the overwhelmed brain. And uh, my final thoughts, I don't really have any. <laughs> I don't think that I can come up with something on the fly here because I really covered a lot of today's episode. But again, I, you know, this just came to me, uh, talk about stream of consciousness here is that let's just say that you are in the challenge and you don't know what to do next. Like right now, I don't necessarily have a plan on where to go next with some thoughts or opinions or how to close the show correctly, but this is part of the challenge as well. And yet here I am, I'm not stopping the recording. I'm going to continue on with the thoughts of everything that I just went through recording this uh, and uh, what I've learned recording this. And what I have learned is that I realize that my life will be easier having gone through this challenge. And I think that's the whole point. I think life is supposed to be easier after the challenges you face. And some people have faced some seriously hard challenges, seriously traumatic events in their life, abusive events in their life. And you can choose to look at those, the, the, the past trauma, the past abuse, the past neglect, whatever you went through, you can choose to look at those challenges in your life as something that keeps you down, as something that defines you, as something that makes you think you're less than you are. You can choose to do that or you can choose to look at that as stuff you've survived, the events in your life that you survived and now can look at how everything unfolded and what you're going to do about it going forward. And that doesn't mean I'm going to go back and fix things. It might mean, you know what, when I was in that situation, I felt stuck. I felt like uh, I couldn't do anything about my life. I felt like there was no choice. 
And so going forward, how can I change that feeling of no choice? You may not have an answer, but you might have the thought of, I will never let anyone do that to me again. So you may not have the answer, but you can come up with a declaration for yourself and create a, I don't know what you want to call it, a principle, like a pillar of confidence about a principle. You create a new value in your life and you say, going forward, if anyone ever does that to me again, I'm going to stop it and I'm going to make them accountable or I'm going to walk away, whatever it takes, because, and I will never let that happen to me again. And that's hard to do because I've talked to people that have been abused uh, for sometimes for many years. And what they end up doing is allowing people to continue to step on them. And I don't want you to be one of those people, you know, regardless of what happened in your life. But always remember that whatever did happen that made you feel the way you felt then, you don't want to feel that way again. So how do you counter that going forward? For me, I never want to feel completely lost, you know, thinking about, about myself in the desert, uh, completely lost and worried that I'm going to lose my stuff. When I was able to accept that I could lose everything, then that worry went away. So I think about what used to hinder me in my progress, in my evolution, if you want to call it that. And I ask myself, if that happens again, can I be okay with it? The answer might not be yes, it might be no, but can I be okay enough to get through it and learn some more lessons? Or can I have that happen to me and find another solution, find another option and not do it so much out of fear that I'll fail, but confidence that I will, will succeed even if I don't get the results I want, even if I don't get the outcome I want. Because challenges are going to happen. This is how life works. And when you go through the challenges, you become a better person. So you look at the people in your past that put you through those challenges. And this is why you hear, I'm going to thank that person for putting me through those challenges. Even though they can be a complete a-hole. Excuse my language. They, they can be a complete, absolute, miserable person in your life. And Sometimes you wish they weren't here anymore. Sometimes you wish that never happened. And yes, it would be great if we could change it, but we can't. So how can we use this as a building block for ourselves? How can we use our past trauma for a building block to the future? This is how you do it. You find something that you've gained from that experience and you bring it forward, forward with you into the future. So I can look at my stepfather and think about all the terrible times I had with him and all the terrible things that he put my, my sisters and my brothers through. I can think of all the terrible stuff that he's done. And I can't speak for them, but I can speak for myself. And I can look at my past with him and realize that without him, I wouldn't be where I am today. Now, not everyone wants to say that. Not everyone wants to say, yeah, where I am today is awful. It's awful. But this is now. This is an opportunity for you to change now instead of carrying the past with you. It doesn't mean you don't have to heal. It doesn't mean you don't need to talk to a professional. It just means that you are not letting it affect you and your decisions going forward. Because some people who went through trauma, they carry this trauma with them and then they attract toxic people into their lives or toxic situations or environments into their life. And they wonder, how is this happening to me? It's because we keep showing up with our old trauma. So again, I know it's not easy. I know there's PTSD and I know there's symptoms that we still have to heal from. But this is now, this is your opportunity right now to face those things, face those challenges and put them into your immediate future into your immediate vicinity and go through it and see what's on the other side because you can either see what's on the other side or continue what you've been doing and hope to get different results or you can take this big step into the abyss of the unknown and see what's over there and sometimes that's where you find 
the freedom, the liberation, and you get to be a new version of yourself. And just remember, if you don't feel a new version of yourself coming along or you don't think you can do this, just keep an open mind. This will help you step into your power so that you can create the life you want. Always take steps to grow and evolve. You are powerful beyond measure and above all. And this is something I absolutely know to be true about you. You are amazing. Amazing.